Hello and welcome to the Folk Music Podcast. My name is Anders and in this ninth episode of the show I'm speaking with Ragnar Finsson and Oscar Berten from the Faroese Belgian duo Raske Drenge. Now, I've been wanting to have these guys on the show for a while now, but the timing right now is actually perfect since they're releasing their debut album this week. Now, so far, I've only really heard a couple of their tracks, but I'm already a big fan. Definitely recommend everyone to check out their music. I think it's a really nice mix of modern and traditional folk music, and especially like Ragnar's singing in the Faroese language. And Oscar's very innovative approach to the Hardanger fiddle is also great. So, uh, in addition to talking about their music and their new album, we touched on things like the history of the Faroe Islands, uh, the art of being in a successful band together, and also how to push the boundaries of the folk music genre. It was also interesting for me hearing about Oscar's experiences when it comes to learning Norwegian traditional music as a non-Norwegian. So all in all, really enjoyed this chat with the guys. Hope I get to hear them play live in the near future. And here is my conversation with Ragnar Finsson and Oscar Berten. Okay, so I'm here with uh, Ragnar Finsson and Oscar Berten from the band uh, Raske Drenge. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So this is the first time I'm doing an episode with uh, two guests. And um, we are also in three different countries. I'm in Norway as usual. And Ragnar is in the Faroe Islands, and Oscar is coming in from Belgium. So it's a global show this week. Now um, I know you from before, uh, Ragnar. Yes. Um, uh, but this is the first time I speak to you, uh, Oscar. So looking forward to get to know you through this chat. Yeah, likewise. And um, I mean, this is uh, this is perfect timing to have you guys on because you have um, an album out this week, if I'm correct. Oh yes. This album is coming out uh, the 31st of July, and uh, we were very excited about it. We made it in the Faroe Islands, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of music that we worked on for a while, so it's going to be really exciting to just get it out to the world now. Yeah, I've uh, I haven't had a chance to to hear it yet, but I've I've listened to the couple of to a couple of tracks that you released earlier as singles. Um, and I'm already a fan, so uh, I'm looking forward to <laughs> to listening to the rest of the, the album. Yes, uh, cool. So, um, yeah, I have a feeling this show will be uh, kind of jumping all over the place because I have uh, a bunch of stuff that I want to ask you guys about. Um, but that's usually how my shows end up anyway, so that's all good. Um, before we get into the specifics of uh, the different things I have in mind, why don't you guys uh, just quickly introduce yourself, like your musical journey and, and how you got to to play together. Uh, whoever wants to go first. You go first, Oscar. All right, let's do it. Um, my name is Oscar Beerten. I'm from Belgium. Um, right now I am in Antwerpen. Close to Antwerpen, there's a little town called Herentals. And in that town, there is an even smaller town, which is called Noorderwijk. Um, and that's why I live right now with my parents and I've been spending the whole Corona lockdown, uh, time playing music, uh, composing and relaxing. Um, I, I'm a violin player. Usually I play a lot of Scandinavian music, uh, especially from Norway, actually. Um, but through the years I've been also playing a lot of Eastern European music, um, traditional music from Poland or Hungary or Romania. And you also and you also play the Hardanger fiddle like Exactly. Uh, which yeah. is the Norwegian national instrument. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean when it comes to traditional music, I would say that Norwegian music is to me uh, the music that I have the most background in since I've been studying mm. in Norway for some time and I play the Hardanger fiddle, the traditional instrument. So yeah, it's also a bit all around, and I have it's it's a lifelong journey to figure out, uh, as those mentioned traditions are not my traditions. So it's a very interesting journey to um, find my interpretation in all those kind of different musics. Sounds familiar. Yep, 
<laughs> what about you, Ragnar? What's your two-minute elevator pitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes, I, I guess I started with the, with the folk music thing after I, I was in the TV show once, like this uh, talent TV show uh, in Denmark. Okay. When I was really young, when I was 12, and I was playing like punk rock music and things like that. And then uh, sort of uh, that thing sort of exploded and I got the third place in that competition and things. Uh, and then I sort of wanted to step away from music because I felt it really uncomfortable, like people recognizing me on the street and things like that in, in Denmark. So you're, and you're actually in the famous? Pharaoh. Sorry? You were actually famous in Denmark at, at the time? Yeah, I had like a, a year of strange fame as a kid in Denmark. Huh. Uh, and that, of course, lasts longer in the Faroes because it's so small. Uh, and that was a really strange thing. So I sort of stepped away from uh, playing out. And all of a sudden I got introduced to uh, folk music, which is uh, the best way to stay non-famous as a musician, <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, he's probably right. No, 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 it's I sort of fell in love with Irish folk music and the soul of of that. And since then, I've just been trying so hard to combine like folk music with a sort of a punk rock attitude that I had as a, as a child as well when I was playing. So that's okay. sort of my my thing or my yeah my passion right now. Cool. And how did you guys uh, meet? Um, we met in school. We Yeah, we both ended up studying folk music together in Malmö, in South Sweden. Um, yeah, Ragnar, I think this is pretty interesting because it, it went all very fast, I must say, when we did. met each other very briefly to play yeah, your entrance test when you came in. Oscar played violin on my entrance exam. We were playing uh, an Irish air. Okay. I remember. And uh, yeah, it just, it went really fast. We just uh, started grooving together straight when, when, I, when I got into school and Oscar was there as a first year student already. And uh, Oscar asked me if I wanted to play some groovy folk music. And I was like, hell yes. I was just <laughs> waiting for this. Uh, and yeah, we just started writing songs all of a sudden. And it went so uh, organically. Mm. Like I've never had an experience like that before with any other musician where there's so little talking in the in the practice room. We just play and then a set of music happens. It's, I think it yeah. is it, what, what really uh, added a lot to the magic for me personally was that I think we both really wanted to go out there and just play um, because we were still in a school environment. And it worked, I think, for us very encouraging to actually just sit together and, and, and like just go for it. Like I was desperately actually looking for a guitar player back then to because I have been composing a lot of, of tunes which mm -hmm. uh, which were meant for violin and guitar. And uh, I never really found that chemistry uh, with anyone else, like nailing the, my own tunes just in that way that I wanted it to be. So mm. for me, that was an instant, hell yeah, this is, this is going to be it. I mean, uh, there were also some fellow, a fellow musician of, uh, who was in, in, uh, last year, his, his name is Christian Wolski. He is also a very, uh, talented and successful, uh, sitter and player from, uh, Denmark living in Sweden at the moment, I think. And he told me back then, like. Oscar, I think you found a guitar player. And that's true. Yeah. Like it, it, the chemistry was there instantly. And we just both really wanted to go out and play. And that's just yeah. what we did. Uh, it's, 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 it's nice when that happens. Like, uh, like I find bands to be so hard. Like, uh, you have to kind of find other musicians that kind of complement yourself um, in such a way that uh, the sum of both of you are bigger than the parts or... I don't know if that made sense, but it uh, makes complete sense. And also, for for every person you add to a band, it sort of adds a whole other kind of. It's it's a whole other factor. So, mm. for us being just the two of us, it's 
like that's the most likely band <laughs> that oh, works yeah. Yeah, statistically. I, 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 and then yeah, I I was in a eight piece band for ten years. I God, was, God uh, help you. Yeah, pretty much hell, but great fun as well. But mm. was was destined to fail. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of also the the thing that works for us, me and Oscar, logistically, is mm. to have a two piece band that can just travel so easy. And we can practice or rehearse anywhere, you know, because it's a fiddle and a guitar. So mm. that makes it work for us. Yeah, kind of. it has. I mean, so, uh, in, sorry, that, in, in the past, it has also shown that that um, especially when we just started we, uh, in in Malmo, there was we had a half. We had, no, we had one semester. Do you remember that? Like, uh, like I said, I had a whole bag of compositions of mine. Uh, yeah. we had a lot of material to actually work on and I think we really rushed so hard and with so much uh, good energy in that one semester, uh, which was my second year in Malmö and Ragnar first, uh, because it, when it became spring semester, that was the uh, semester I actually uh, went to Norway to study traditional music there. So we just had this one yeah. semester to actually come up with a set of tunes because it was it became very very uh soon clear like okay we're gonna be a band and and more and more people were uh giving some really nice feedback like teachers telling us like guys this is really a keeper you should go on with that so we worked a lot in a very short time frame to come up with a very good or at least with a set of music of ours yeah i remember you I remember you having to go to uh, to Norway at that point and you had sort of decided but you were having second thoughts because it, it was sort of going really well at that point in rehearsing and I remember just uh, telling you to just just go because it was half a year you had to be away and I, I just I kind of just knew that that like this band was going to last anyway yeah I felt right away that it was not going to be a problem at all for for the project so that's yeah and yeah when we eventually got to play gigs after I came back from Norway, uh, that was, that must have been Copenhagen Jazz Festival back then. Yeah. I consider that one of our first concerts, at least. And I remember very well that I just came back from Norway and we just had one day that we met in Copenhagen before we actually had yes. that concert to just go through all of that again. And it worked out. It was one of the best concerts we played, I think. So for me, that moment has shown like, okay, it's, it's possible. I mean, logistically, it's, yeah. it's, it's not the most I- idyllic ever, but it works out anyway. And yeah. The- yeah. And, and I, I think, I think you guys have a really, uh, original sound in a way. Um, uh, that's at least that's, that's what struck me when I first heard, uh, well, I've only heard three of your songs, but <laughs> yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. Uh, what struck me was that it felt really original, uh, and I mean this whole Celtic-influenced music space is a fairly crowded scene, uh, mm. and a lot of the acts sound very similar in, in, to Myers. But there's just something fresh about uh, about what you were doing. So I'm actually gonna play a snippet from one of your songs, um, and then we can talk about it. Stitlon, 
Amazing, great stuff. Thank you. So, thank you. I think uh, for me, part of what uh, really intrigued me by your music is that it is in the Faroese language, uh, which I mean, I'm a Norwegian, so for me, uh, that's quite interesting because of the historic link between the Faroese Islands and the Nordic countries, especially Norway. Mm. Um, so maybe we just do a quick history recap here. I mean, the Faroese, and please arrest me if I'm saying anything wrong, but I think the Faroese Islands were first settled by Norwegians, Vikings, yes. back a thousand years ago or something. Yeah, the, the first settlements were would have been Irish uh, monks. Okay. The very first, but they were, now someone's going to kill me, but uh, they were <laughs> either driven away or left at some point. Uh, and then the uh, the Norwegians came, and they settled here, um, and they brought sort of uh, they brought sheep, I guess, with them, mm. um, and a few people, and then they settled here, and now we have a lot of sheep and uh, a, few, a, a bit of people. <laughs> and <laughs> <Exactly>. we, <laughs> because it's uh, not a big place. Sorry, it's not a big place. No, no. Uh, it's a very small place. It's uh, about 50,000 total in the country. Mm. And the capital has uh, some 20,000 people. Yeah. But there's uh, always so been like, uh, ever since there's been like a strong Nordic influence. Um, but I suppose in the past couple hundred years, it has mostly been a Danish influence. Uh, since you're still officially part of Denmark in some yes, way. Yes, we're, we're completely uh, a part of Denmark. Yeah. Um, there is actually no such thing right now as a Faroese person. It's just a Dane who lives in the Faroes. Okay. So you can imagine that the independence movement is very eager to get <laughs> independence. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, it's it's really interesting because um I'd actually never heard uh, the Faroese language before I heard this song and it just sound sounded to me like what I imagine Norwegian was like uh, seven hundred years ago. Yeah. So that's that's interesting, and and this this song is actually, um, if I understood it correctly, it's an uh, it's an old poem about Norwegians coming in to trying to christening the people on the Faroese Islands. Is that's that completely correct? right? Yes. There's this uh, there's this guy called Sigmundur, Sigmundur yeah. Prestersson. Um, the 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 I guess the the kvæje, which is called the ballad, is uh, called Sigmund's kvæje. So Sigmund is uh, commissioned by the king of Norway to Christianize the Faroe Islands. But there's a pagan warlord as well called Trendre Goethe, which uh, I am from that village uh, where Trendre Goethe was from. Um, so so he, he is sort of the pagan guy and, and there's, a, there's a war between those guys. But war in the Faroes means like 30 guys beating each other up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of, yeah. So that's, that's is, is it a well-known poem or is it something that you guys kind of discovered or this is one of the most popular ones okay uh, one of the most popular ones that metal bands uh, haven't really uh, gotten a hold of uh, yet okay <laughs> is, is, yeah. is there is there a strong metal scene on the Faroe Faroe Islands yeah there's uh, there's this um, Viking metal kind of thing going on but that's yeah. that's why I think it's so much fun to do this uh, do these songs like 
without that vibe. Because mm. um, that's sort of pretty, like there's one or two bands who do that, but not a lot of it. So it's it's a really nice opening for us. Yeah. So as I said, like, I think this sounds very fresh. Like there's, um, well, obviously it's the Faroese language that makes it Yeah, that's different. a really advantage sort of. But there's also something about uh, like I really I'm really digging the way you play the hardanger in in this track. Uh, I'm Me sure we too. can talk more about like your approach to the hardanger and, and Norwegian music. But uh, yeah, it's it's I mean there's a lot of innovation going on in Norway with uh, the hardanger fiddle as well. But I feel like most of it is going towards like contemporary music and. Uh, sort of soundscapes and that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas in the in this track, this is just pure Celtic pop influenced uh, groove, which well to my ears anyway, um, which is a very difficult thing to do without being cheesy, in my experience. Yeah. But I think you're doing it like this is just rock and roll to my ears. <laughs> That's so nice to hear. Thanks a lot, because like you say, it is. Um, I mean, many things have been done before with traditional instruments and, and combining mm. uh, different traditional musics. I think we are doing that as well. We have some certain starting points uh, with Raskidrenge where we have, where we basically just combine our musical backgrounds and, and musical tastes and they, they, uh, they really collide very well. And when it comes to me and the Hardanger fiddle, I think that, uh, yeah, I have to start. I have it. I like. I have this context, uh, oral context with Norwegian folk music. Uh, also, before even going to Norway, I've been listening a lot to uh, Halvar Björgen, uh, Turleif Björgen music, uh, traditional music from Set the Star, basically, mm-hmm. which has been intriguing me a lot for the past six years at least. Um, so there was this traditional context at first. And I have been basically trying to play, like tuning the fiddle, the, the uh, ordinary fiddle down. So I have more uh, resonance, just like the okay. Hadanger fiddle. And just play that repertoire anyway on a regular fiddle. Um, and in that time, I was also a schooled uh, jazz musician. Uh, or no, I'm not a jazz musician, but I was uh, taking, um, I was studying jazz violin basically in in the in music high school so i also got this other context of improvising and making uh like looking for how to make sound and Mm. so it wasn't really that hard to to get into this uh getting into soundscapes and 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 yeah having a lot of different inputs from from what is what has been done before um so i think this song in particular sigma's choir um pretty much comes together like what my interpretation is of making sound and doing something new with Hardanger Fiddle. Yeah, but you obviously have good taste, I think. I think that's the that's a key point there. That's really nice to hear. <laughs> Thanks. But that probably comes from you listening to all of those different and working with all of those different genres that you're talking about there. Yeah, and I mean, still, it's, it's a traditional instrument and I think it pays off very well. Uh, for example, it's nice to hear it coming from a Norwegian, like because I'm basically playing your uh, traditional music. Although you probably know more about the Hardanger fiddle repertoire than I do, but <laughs> well, I don't know. But I mean, I, I, what I want to say is, I think it pays off really well as wh- when when you actually have been informing really, uh, in, like. If you, Basically, if you've been di- diving into the very dry, flat, traditional music, just melody, solo music, there's nothing else going on. It gives you a very, very clear context, like this is how the Hardanger fiddle sounds or a traditional instrument. And having that as a starting point really does the job really well. If you want to, it gives you way more opportunity if you want to step away from that. Yeah, because the instrument is very linked to the tradition. Yeah. Um, like it's, I suppose it's hard to play the hardanger fiddle without knowing at least something about the Norwegian tradition because that's the sound of the hardanger fiddle in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But have you been exper- Have you been playing any form of Celtic music as well? Hmm. Um, 
Well, because it's a very, it's kind of a strong Celtic flavor in this particular song. In I a get way. you there, and I think it has been more of. Um, I've been jamming it, yes, but mm. like. I've I've not really dived into Celtic music as much as I did with Norwegian music, for instance. Um, no. But it's interesting because, like, uh, like I said, with Raskedrenge, we are trying to to play a lot. Uh, our our starting points are really to to um, gain a lot from each other's interests and musical backgrounds. And I think by playing with Ragnar, I got way way more in, better introduced to how celtic music can be played uh yeah also because the the guitar style is so dominant in, mm. in the celtic and i i guess for a violin player it it has to make you play a bit differently when someone is banging a guitar like that so uh, the, the groove <laughs> yeah. is really like steady of course in the celtic and yeah when you and oscar is so good at adapting to those kinds of things um, yeah so yeah so uh, how do you guys uh, did you have any uh, some sort of plan for the like the production or the the general sound of of the album or what did you just uh, like play together and and whatever happened happened because it's it's to me it's like a, it's a nice blend between like modern and traditional yeah I, it was pretty much like that I mean we we had played the set for like two years sort of built it up and some new songs had come and some had fallen away. And at some point, we just got in the studio <laughs> and uh, set up good mics, and we did sort of just play it. So, did you through. record it yourself, the the album? We did. My dad's a, a sound engineer, and he that's, has a. That's a handy. Sorry. That's handy. That's uh, extremely handy. <laughs> so we used his studio, and he set up. He set up way too many mics and made it sound really, really good. Mm. So. Uh, we could just play and we just played live, no headphones or anything. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I think when you listen to the album, you will hear a lot of of different interpretations of different kinds of traditional music or modern music. Like to me, yeah, because you 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 also have a track out on Spotify which is more American. Exactly. I, yeah, I yeah. So again, the starting point of of. Um, of playing with each other's or playing um, having the starting point of, of uh, each other's different musical backgrounds like how would how would all time sound on a hardanger fiddle for instance these are really like ideas which we have been playing with a lot and some of the songs might sound like um, rather pop or but others mm. are really really flat traditional uh, yeah, kind of traditional music. Um, there's even one track where I, where I just play a solo Hardanger fiddle piece, a traditional piece from from uh, Valdres from oh, Norway. Great. So it it really, if you Sorry. listen when you listen to the album, the music is really uh, all over the place, and mm -hmm. it has been more and more uh, a new starting point for us to sort of. Knitting, knitting that together in an album and that has been actually really interesting to pull that off yeah i find it so important to actually to uh, not important i just get really bored really easily with things so I, I really need to do sort of if we are going to play like an american tune i i, I need it to be sort of with a hardinger fiddle or with an electric guitar or something i need to do something like that all the time um yeah i guess uh, yeah does that make sense? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's I mean, of, uh... it's yeah, I I get you there. Like, I mean, it's it's interesting to learn new to learn a new tradition, but after a while, at least personally, I feel a need to to make it my own. Exactly. Uh, in a way, and uh, I mean that can mean a number of different things, but uh, but and yeah, that's, I that's, definitely feel that's that not same. To undermine like, the, I, I, the... I I I don't just want to be like a vehicle of presenting music from the past i want to be exactly like i don't know an artist or a musician yeah. with my own voice or something cheesy like that exactly <laughs> so that's that's where you sort of have to be sort of brave enough to 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 mess around with things i think and that can make it so much fun to play and do new things 
And that that's also sort of the maybe the the advantage of not being raised in a tradition very firmly. Um, that you can sort of you have more freedom. There's no one around you telling you what to do, sort of with the no. tradition. But how is the uh, folk scene on the Faroe Islands in general? <laughs> uh, it's it's not here at all. <laughs> in not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> There's uh, chain dancing a little bit. That's is that a Faroese tradition? Yes, uh, it's actually a French tradition, but that's very old, so it came here at some point. And uh, this uh, Sigmund's Quay song, that's uh, a chain dance, traditional chain dance song. Okay. It originally has about 50-something verses. Yeah, they yes. actually... Yes, so you <laughs> dance. Yeah. But no in, no like instrumental music traditions S- Strangely enough, not even a drum. Like not, nothing at all. Huh. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about the music scene in general? Is there, like, there's there's a Viking metal scene, I understand. But... <laughs> yeah, there is. But uh, the music scene here is really uh, alive. It's mm. crazy how many... Like if you if you turn on the Faroese radio, there's there's almost only Faroese music there, and there's a record store in the middle of Torshan, which is uh, which is a record label as well, which is the musicians' record label. So you can go there and you can tell them that you want to release an album, and they'll just make it work for you. Okay. Uh, so there's tons and tons of albums and good music coming out all the time. Cool. Yeah, I hope to be able to go there someday when you should definitely come and visit here. Highly recommended. Really. Yes. Yeah, great. How 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 was your uh, uh experience with the Faroe Faroe Islands? Yeah, um it's really special. We recorded an album there and it's mm-hmm. it's um when when coming like when I came back from from the last trip that was last year when we did our last uh, final recordings of the album. I came back to Belgium and it really, like my violins were completely um, disorientated. I was disorientated. It really has, th- 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 like just the, only the environment has been playing such a huge part for my playing and mm. how I have been, um, yeah, how, how I've been... Uh, um as a person to record an album with basically it has been really extreme uh, i mean it's, yeah. it's just a, it's just a place you can't even find on the map and it's just there somewhere in the in the north atlantic and mm. uh, for me as 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 come as someone coming from belgium where everything is very compact and we are surrounded by countries like Germany, France, and and everything is so near. Mm. Like being for a time span of almost two weeks on those islands is really um, a mind-blowing experience. Yeah. Yeah, I think the environment can have a huge impact on uh, like uh, the music that you record. Um, Like there's no coincidence that studios tend to be built on like the strangest... At least in Norway, they build studios like out on the, almost out in the ocean or up in the mountains. Or <laughs> it was just exactly. when I came back from Belgium that time I I realized how big that impact actually was. Mm. And then when listening to the album, I can hear in my playing where I was and how I felt. It was uh, really a, I, I it's a very nice, it's a very nice thing to to think about actually. Yeah, and I remember you coming the first time here, because uh, I'm I'm always like even in Malmo, uh, wearing a jacket and a, a like a shirt even in the warmest sun, because <laughs> I'm a Faroese guy. And uh, Oscar came on the plane with I didn't even think about it. He was wearing his shorts and a tank top and sunglasses. That was it. <laughs> oh, <And> yeah. Then, <laughs> then we landed like... like in thick thick fog. <laughs> and we're in the middle of the North Atlantic Ocean and it's windy and it's rainy and Oscar was just standing there like tell <laughs> we you? were just landing <laughs> arriving with the plane and it, we were arriving in a cloud there was no land it was just cloud just like this and I was standing there indeed with my tank top you didn't uh, I didn't yeah. think about that at <laughs> didn't all it was amazing yeah, you, you didn't like no, no one would mistake you for a local <laughs> well i learned by by now i learned you just have to wear a, a black rain jacket and that will be fine 
hand yeah. on you. It was it was in. so much fun to uh, it was fun to mirror like our Faroe's habits to to your Belgian habits. Like uh, Oscar would go out. We have a terrace here at home, and Oscar would go out on the terrace, and everyone would just watch him. Like, what are you doing? Why are you going outside? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's really <laughs> cool to see how weird you you are actually, like yourself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a weirdo in the Pharaohs. No, I'm. Yeah, I was thinking about. It. I'm the weirdo, but you're also a weirdo in the Pharaohs, of course. Yeah, but we're, there are really so different places where we are coming from, and I think when we have been going out touring um, in the Pharaohs or here in in uh, Flanders, Belgium, yeah, um, it has been always so much fun because it has been working so exotic each time over again. Um, mm-hmm. Because those those places where we are coming from, it's it's uh, they're just so different in each in each way. So just to jump from one thing to the next, like I'm curious to hear about your experiences with Norwegian music, Oscar. Um, I mean, we already touched on it, but uh, like we Norwegians, we always get flattered when someone from the outside shows interest in our music and our culture because. I mean, if you're from America or from Ireland or something, then you're used to your culture being like pretty much mainstream. Uh, I mean, I lived in Galway on the Irish West Coast for a couple of years, and like the the city was always full of like Irish music nerds like myself from all over the world. But that's not something we're used to in Norway um, <laughs> at all. So, like, did you is there Scandinavian music in your family already, or did you discover it on your own? sister um who are the we are the first musicians of the of the family actually but with norwegian folk music yes um i stumbled on a hardanger fiddle also like uh, i think that must have been at least six years ago um i've been always really intrigued by 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 traditional instruments anyway uh, listening to uh to all kinds of music and 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 but then once that I stumbled on it, I just really got intrigued with the Hardanger fiddle, especially. And um, when my dad actually signed me up to go to this youth uh, camp for for young folk musicians from all over the world called Ethno, that really has been the turning point for me to okay. to music in general. Um, and the impact of that has really made has been really huge because that has been the main reason that I went to Scandinavia to study folk and world music in the first place because where I'm from in Belgium there is no possibility to study uh, folk or world music on a conservatory level at least Mm -hmm. so yeah that's one of the reasons and when in uh, Malmö I really I went to Malmo basically to have uh, fiddle lessons from uh, my teacher I had there called uh, Mats Edén uh, from Sweden. So is the reason why you went to Sweden and not to Norway, if you were like already into the hardanger fiddle? Yeah, it, it's it's funny because like it, it uh, the teacher Mats Edén I had in in Malmo uh, felt a way more safe choice to to. Uh, to have him as a teacher because he is a very fine hardanger fiddle player actually mm-hmm. um he has been really spending a lifetime going from door to door with uh in norway and sweden to really learn from the old oldest sources basically so he's really he has been the my best source for for norwegian folk music actually so then again like i i didn't own i i, I wasn't owning a hardanger fiddle uh by then but like I said, we tuned the fiddle down and we were playing the repertoire anyway. Uh, and just like that, I, I, I got a way, I, I got prepared kind of to, to before I was going to make my um, exchange uh, to Norway the year after that. So when I did that and actually uh, had a whole baggage of tunes and, and, and playing techniques, and when I actually first tried the Hardanger fiddle, there was an instant aha moment or understanding of the music. So it mm-hmm. worked out very organically. And then again, like I got this very, uh, I got this or- 
oral context eventually because I was in Norway playing a Hardanger fiddle, studying on 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 the campus uh, in this little university in Rowland. Yeah, because you, I mean, from Malmo you went to Norway to do an exchange year in a place called Rowland, right? At the, the Rowland Academy. Yeah. Which is basically a folk music academy in the middle of the woods. Exactly. It's um. It's really rural, like far away from everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um. It's a really no distractions, place. just practicing all the time. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's the best environment <laughs> if you want to learn to play folk music, or at least Norwegian folk music. I guess if you want to learn Irish music, you have to go to the pub. For me, I need to go on a mountain and stay there for some time and uh, spending a lot of time practicing in in a, in a cabin with a hardanger fiddle. That really did the job, I must say. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, how did you find like? Um... The Norwegian folk scene in general. Did you feel like uh, uh, I don't? Know, did you feel welcome in a way, or because I think the Norwegian folk scene can be a bit closed sometimes. It can be hard to get um, inside, maybe if you're if you're not like raised in the tradition. But I don't know if that was your experience. Yeah, it has been um, extremely challenging for me individually. Um, I must say that I think. Uh, that the Norwegian folk music scene is one of the most welcoming I have been experiencing. Okay. Um, Great. Because, yeah, I, I've I've both had this 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 um, this connection and, and context with the with the rather young young uh, fiddle players, dancers, and they really they're really representing their own tradition, and mm. it's it's incredible to see how how much that plays part in their in their life, not just mm-hmm. the music, but also just the, the way their accents and, and, and the way they are dressed up. And it's fantastic. It's really intriguing to see that uh, because I've, I've never had any anything, experienced anything like it. So No, it becomes a strong marker of identity in a way. Exactly, yeah. Be- because all, even though I'm Norwegian myself, most of my folk music career has been spent playing Celtic music. And so I suppose I had like a similar experience to you than like um, going to Ireland. And although I could learn the tunes, they didn't really feel my like my tunes. I was I felt like I was still playing someone else's tunes. Um, so eventually, when I got back from Ireland, I started playing Norwegian music, and this it's just a different feeling, although. It's it's still it's just music in the end, but just playing music from my valley. Uh, that's just uh, it's just a different feeling. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's just incredible. I would say. I mean, but yeah. Um, did you ever go? Did did you ever go to Landskapleiken, like the uh, the Norwegian folk music championship? I've never been to the Landskapleik, but I have been uh, performing uh, in February for the very first time on the Winterkapleik. In, uh, which takes place every year in Rauland during the mm. International Winter Festival. Um, so, yeah, like this, I, I, has, I had this um, really nice connection with with an extremely good dancer uh, called Ewan Westeng. And he asked me um, to play uh, for his howling during the, during the, lunch, uh, during the winter cup, like, so which is a form of norwegian dance right Halling. yeah like a, the, the, the rather acrobatic one uh, very impressive uh, yeah yeah really were to check out but i was really really uh nervous i don't think i've ever been more nervous for playing on a cup like okay even though it seemed rather informal but still people were dressed up um, yeah it's serious stuff <laughs> yeah i mean to be able I mean, I, I still feel very privileged to, 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 like that those young people have been really raised up with Norwegian tra- with a Norwegian tradition, have sort of mm. really took them on, took me under their wings, kind of. Also during my study, it was really incredible because I had some, I was nervous though, like because I had this image of of Norwegian uh, traditional music and and the scene would be very conservative, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, I guess I guess in some spectrums it, it, it might be that that way and that's often very good but at the same time I really I, I felt really welcome because once you had this little baggage with some very 
nice tunes. I mean, I remember very well when I eventually played that one tune while I was playing for dancing for the first time ever. Like, people really seem to to appreciate that very well. And mm. I think in that way, you, you sort of earn your place a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've, I've, I have a really good experience with uh, getting introduced and... and, and, and yeah, guided around in Norwegian traditional music by the Norwegians and, and the Norwegian folk music scene. So I'm I'm really grateful cool. for cool. Really happy you had a good experience. I think I think the Norwegian folk music scene used to be quite conservative in in the eighties and nineties, maybe even, but I think a lot of changed in in the past ten or fifteen years, like definitely. So that's a good thing. Have you ever been to Norway, Ragnar? I have. Uh, we, I went with Oscar to this Folkilar. Yeah, actually, where, I saw you actually, or I realized yeah, w- later that I saw you because I didn't know you back then. But I also realized later. The three of us, the three of us, just really briefly shook hands, which is really fun. I, I just remembered yeah. way after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that's I suppose, my. I suppose you're time. used to sticking out on in places like this, Oscar. Yep. <laughs> 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 you look you look a bit different than than the. Than the yeah, average Norwegian that, that's what works so well also with 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 the whole thing like it's just a really good part of everything yeah mm-hmm. cool so uh i'm guessing that uh the album release tour uh, is a bit uh well it's not what it could have been it, it's not what it could have been but oscar is coming to the faroe islands on the 31st on the day of release actually of our album uh, so Friday, and he's going to be staying for a week, right? Until the 9th? Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll have some nice concerts here, and, and it's going to be cool. It's mm. going to be good to see each other again, because it's been a long time since we've been playing together, actually. About a year. I've actually... Yeah, we've seen each other, I think, and played. Yeah. So it's going to be very uh, intense again, like to... Yeah, to, to get back at it, and to actually... After listening so many times to... The recordings to actually <laughs> play them again that's going to be quite yeah. uh, challenging but i'm looking forward really i'm really looking forward to yeah i mean i i actually had my first real gig this weekend that that was the first gig i did since mid-march since this whole thing <laughs> started so yeah. um okay but hopefully there'll be more concerts with raske drenge uh, in other countries as well uh, as soon as this mess clears up there definitely will be. Um, and uh, if people want to learn more about the band and your music, what where should they go? Do you have a website or? Um... We have our our Instagram, which is sort of our main kind of uh, media right now, and we have our Facebook page. Uh, our Instagram is Raske Drenge, and uh, the same for our Facebook. There's a link to each on both Facebook and Instagram. So that's. Definitely go there if you want to follow us and uh, keep up to date with what we're doing. And hopefully we'll uh, get a website coming soon as well. And, and you can also buy the album on both CD and vinyl. If I Yes, that's right. We have a LP press as well. Uh, you can go to Tutl. Uh, I don't know if you maybe can put the link in this podcast. Uh, or I'll put but, the, uh, all the links in the show notes so people can check it out. Very good. So... But I'm really happy. I'm really happy that you're making vinyls. Like I love vinyl, but it doesn't seem to be a big thing on the folk scene, unfortunately. But but it's good amazing. job for you. I'm sure you won't make any money from it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually in the in Scandinavia, or at least in the Faroes. That's what's selling a lot more than CDs are. So yeah, we're selling but they're also very expensive to make, aren't they? They are pretty expensive to make. Yeah, and <laughs> heavy to ship around as well. So yeah, but uh, like. Like a picture like this, like uh, our photo- photographer Ditte, uh, I just thought this picture deserved uh, a large. Yeah, oh, well, I agree. Like this, she was doing nice, nice pictures, stuff. by the way. Like uh, I'm, I'm guessing they're taking on taken on the Faroese Islands. Yes, Faroe Island. This is taken in the in the village where uh, my great grandfather grew up and my grandmother grew up. It's called Saxon, and it's become a hell of a tourist place. <laughs> so it was really important for us to just go there, or important for me too to go there cool yeah but it's been uh, nice having you on great um, thank you so much for having us thanks for the chat and I'm looking forward to uh, to listen to the full album yes yeah. I will be shipping uh, an LP and the CD for you Anders 
So uh, amazing. We'll have that very soon. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Take care. Hope to see you soon. Likewise. Bye, Thanks a lot, man. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, there's additional information and resources on the show website, thefolkmusicpodcast.com. And also, don't forget to follow the show on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So hope to see you there. Now, next week is actually the 10th episode anniversary for the show, which is a really nice milestone to reach. And I have a really interesting guest lined up for that episode. So really looking forward to that. Now, this week's episode is uh, over though. So uh, I hope you have a great week. And I'm going to leave you with some more music by Raske Drenge. Take care. Dikkonatlar ritar han Norrigsmän, dansar väl i stitlon.